Greetings to all you listeners to the Earth Centre Midlands podcast here in Coventry. May we walk together with a clean mind, clean heart and clean spirit. We are here to give you the tools to further deepen your cleanup process, enabling you to be closer to the spiritual aspect of your existence. We welcome you on our walk back to human unity and our reconnection with nature. Episode 7, Part 1, Rahimi and Menkashu from Montreal. Hello, hello. Welcome uh, to the Earth Centre pod- uh, Coventry podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Good to be with you all again. And we're recording this in late February. So uh, we've just been having a little chat about the days uh, getting a little bit lighter, but still cold in the northern <laughs> hemispheres here. Um, your hosts for this episode are myself, Bixana Sebik, and... And me, Yetapia Tutsawa. Um, and we help to run the uh, Centre Coventry here in the UK. And with us today uh, are fellow initiates Menkashu Bumaktem and Raimi um, Bumaktem. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Very correct, Menkashu Bumaktem. Greetings, and good to see you. Greetings. And Raimi. Raimi Bumaktem, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, now... Um, uh, both Menkashu and Raimi, they help to run the Earth Centre School and Temples in Canada, based in uh, Montreal, right? Yes. And so welcome to you both, and uh, thank you for the time. Thank Ooh. you for your time and presence, and thanking to the ancestors for bringing us all together. Yes, thank you for that. And so how are you both doing? Doing well. We're doing good. Doing well, yeah. <laughs> We're doing good. I mean... UK and Canada are pretty much the same country in different continents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all buy by the Queen or the Queen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but it, we're good. And with regards to your center, activities are going uh, uh, online, mm. as you know, as you're doing the same right now. The yeah. podcast, I'm really happy about your initiative doing the podcast. So we're trying to also follow up in those step, foot, footsteps. And, uh, Wonderful. That's, good. that's been good so far. Wonderful. Oh, lovely. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, the podcast is, this part of the podcast is really to share some of your journeys to and through initiation mm. uh, for our listeners. Um, welcome to our listeners too. And so the, really, if we can start there with just telling us a bit about your backgrounds, your heritage prior to becoming a, an initiate with the Earth Centre. We'll start with you, Rahimi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure. So, um, I my background, um, it, both of my parents are from Haiti. So, they both immigrated to Haiti. Canada Haiti. and the US. Haiti, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Um, or, as we say in Creole, Haiti. Haiti, yeah. Haiti, Chevy. So, um, so both of my parents are Haitian, um, 
I grew up a little bit everywhere. I grew up, um, I spent a few years in New Jersey. I then moved to Luxembourg in Europe with my, with my family. And then I moved to Montreal to, to start university. Um, in terms of what, uh, before coming to the Earth Center, it's interesting because I think my, my journey with spirituality started at a very young age, mm. um, in the sense of like me actually defining spirituality because I was raised in a, in a Catholic household. Uh, my mother is very much attached to the Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Catholic school. You know, I, I was in it fully. <laughs> so it took me a while to really understand, you know, what spirituality was outside of that. Yeah. Um, so I would say when I first got my, um, my independence, when I came here for university, is when I started to really ask myself questions because I didn't have, I had more of, a, a, of an open context. I had more space to, to really ask myself who am I? What is it that I connect to? Um, and to be honest, I never really connected to that religion. I never connected to Catholicism. So I was, you know, I would go to church every Sunday because I had to. Yeah. Uh, I would go to school because I had to, but I never felt, I always felt out of place. So, um, so with regards to my spiritual journey, I would, I would describe myself because I had no idea and, and the, the world was so new to me at the age of you know 17 18 19 having lived a kind of sheltered life um i was probably what would be described as a as a spiritual panhandler (laughs) where i was literally you know reading all kinds of books trying to expose myself to everything Mm. from everywhere you know whether it was asia africa you know it i was mixing all kinds of things together um I wasn't really firmly grounded in any one thing. I think when I started to do research on Kemet, and this was really from books, mainly from books, um, I connect, something in me connected to that. So I started my journey. um, I I studied actually Kemetic yoga. um, And through that, actually, that's how I met so how I came across the Earth Center is actually <laughs> interesting because I had my yoga studio. I had opened up a, a comedic yoga studio, so the first comedic yoga studio in Montreal. And um, Mankashu actually came to the studio um, to promote the orientation series for the Earth Center. Oh. And I didn't know him. He just came to the studio. He interrupted one of my classes. <laughs> and I was like, who are you? Why are you interrupting my class? <clears throat> And so he he handed me the flyer and I was like, um, okay, whatever, I'll look at it later. Let me finish my my class. And then I realized, once I looked at the flyer, I realized, wow, this is like, this is something that is for me. This is something that is calling me. Um, And what I realized is that the timing of the orientation was, I, I was actually supposed to be traveling during that time. I rearranged my schedule a little bit so that I could make it to the final orientation. So I, I missed the series, the lecture series, but I went to the final orientation. And I just knew right away. Um, Naba Irita was there. Um, Hatini Nekitem, Hatini Jezidita were there. And I just knew that I was in the right place. 
I knew that I would have to readjust my life to pursue this um, because it was everything that I was, it's like the the missing puzzle piece of what I was seeking, what I was going everywhere and nowhere to seek before I I knew that I had found it. Um, So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. The other thing I forgot to mention is there, there was, um, there was an initiate. No, she wasn't an initiate yet. There was um, a friend of mine who used to live in Montreal, who moved to London, who had contacted me about uh, Naba Irita doing um, a series also of lectures in Toronto. This was before the Montreal school was even a, an idea because they were going to open the school in Toronto, Toronto first. Yeah. And she had suggested that I go to this to this lecture series. So she messaged me on Facebook. And I just kind of forgot about it and brushed it to the side. And then I realized like three months into my initiation that, you know, the person she was speaking about is my teacher who's here now. And <laughs> it's so wow. funny how things come to you or how you come to things. Yeah. But it really, you know, my ancestors were pushing me in that direction. And I'm so grateful that I, I listened. Yeah. I answered the call and I had the openness and willingness to pursue it. Oh, wow. uh, and before we, Mankashu comes in and, and does something similar, uh, tells that story similar, what you just said that you, there was a missing piece in the puzzle, pieces in the puzzle. Mm-hmm. What was what were the missing pieces in your puzzle and why did this particularly um, fill those spaces? The, that's a very good question because you know at first I couldn't put my finger on it at mm-hmm. first it was a, it was a feeling like it was I had a strong gut feeling during the orientation because I remember the person that I went to the orientation with at the time he was asking me he was like but why are you why do you feel so strongly about this I don't I don't hear anything <laughs> you know um, in there that's you know so compelling mm-hmm. and I couldn't answer his question. But as we move through initiation, I realized that what Naba Irita was offering was a clear path that was traceable to something solid. Mm. And I couldn't say that about any other path I had followed before. Um, and it, it just always felt like I was taking the word of someone else who hadn't really lived a, a real experience right so it's mm. like the same way i was reading all these books it was just other people reading more books than me yeah. um calling themselves experts right but there wasn't that authenticity that authentic level of expertise that's really through experience it's not through um reading or research right yeah. so that's what i discovered was connecting me I, I guess on some level i was able to sense that without you know before even really knowing mm. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Great, thank you, thank nice. you. Well, I mean, if I may say, because I know what fascinates me about Rahimi's story is that, because I I was part of the group of people who organized the first lecture in Montreal, and she attended to only the last one. And the last one is not even a lecture technically; it's just really the presentation of the school, and just that alone was enough for her to to kind of have a sense of that's what she was looking for. Mm. And to me, it's like very interesting to think about because a lot of people sometimes they need, you know, they need some kind of content. Yeah. They need to, they need to hear inspiration. They need, 
And she, she's like anybody else, you needed that as well. But for some reason, something within yourself told you that if you would give a chance to that path, you would maybe find something, like you said, you were looking at. And only that was sufficient for you because like you said, you couldn't pinpoint exactly. Because to me, this is a, this is a history of uh, humility a lot, initiation. I'm sorry, I'm you know, sharing that as you were talking mm. because it relates to all the initiates that I see it seems that there is a common thread, which is you have to be humble to say, I need help, you know, or yeah. I, I need guidance, I need mm. a guide or something, whatever you want to call it. So it takes a lot of humility and plus it takes courage because with everything we know about Africa, mm. quote unquote, when you have someone coming from the continent telling you it can teach you everything about what you're, you're looking for, which is the history of the continent, the history of humanity. It takes a lot of courage and humility to say, okay, I'm going to give you know, trust somehow yeah. to myself, but also to the person in front of me that I just met. And then you realize it's not about a person, it's about a culture and an organization. It's like so many things you discover as, I mean, as you're going through. But I think, yeah, at the beginning for each individual, that's what I noticed. It's like really humility coming in the process of initiation mm. you have to be humble at first to say okay i need something mm. to move forward in my life in that direction mm. so that's what i noticed when you were talking i remember that mm-hmm. <clears throat> and how about you Minkeshi? what's your what's your your background your heritage prior to become to, to even thinking about becoming an initiate what's um yeah honestly i never even thought of it uh, if you ask me i was a i, I still am i guess a city boy somehow so my mother is from Cameroon, my father is from France, you know, and I mm-hmm. was born in Paris, but they were all already living in, in Cameroon at the time I was born. I was born in 1987. And for some reason, you know, I have a bigger sister, they were living in, in Cameroon, Africa already. But again, the mentality is that it, it was better to give birth in France and then go back to the country. So I was a baby, I didn't have anything to say, but I was lucky. I keep saying I'm lucky enough. I have my first bacteria from the continent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least my gut bacteria. You never get sick. <laughs> never, ever get sick. Ever. So, good. Uh, but then I grew up in Paris because we went back to France. I was four at the time. No, I was, yeah, four. My sister was seven. And that's all I know. I think uh, after Cameroon, something happened with the family. And from one day to another, Almost like Cameroon was part of the past. Like we didn't talk about it. We didn't. We, last time I went to the country of my mother, I was six. I'm I'm 33 now. So last it was a long time ago. I didn't even visit uh, <clears throat> my you know my mother's side of the family. But I've been in contact with them throughout the world, but not in Cameroon per se. So I grew up in a small city, really five minute walking next to uh, next to Paris. And I don't know how to say it. I was really growing up like a city boy doing everything, just, you know, college, high school, and then university. But what I say is that I was lucky enough to have what we call the woods. And for some reason, one day my sister gave me a drum. She wasn't interested in the drum, and I wasn't. Since I started playing the drums, that's one thing I loved. And then as uh, I was going through initiation, I realized all the small things in my life that contributed to me going in that direction. 
because I was I was thinking my mother was an art dealer, African art dealer especially. So I grew up with African masks, African statues. I grew up even with like some people call that fetish or like some were copies, some maybe uh, were originals. But I grew up with a lot of like imagery or art or sculptures from mm. the culture in my uh, in my apartment you know, in Paris. And so this was already part of the decor, was already part of the background, the landscape from my eyes and my mother. I was uh, raised with my mother and my my sister. And my father was also there, but they were separated at a very young age from me. And what also is coming from my father, my uh, connection with the continent, is that my father was a journalist, specialized in Black Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa. But he was specialized more in the field of you know economics and politics mostly. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really interested in f- philosophy or spirituality, completely pure, purely factual. So what I say is that <clears throat> really my mother almost like she she's the blood connection. I mean the connection to the continent, the direct one. And my father gave me an interest in integrity also because as a journalist he was someone who would never really. Uh, uh, how do you say that? Sell his work or betray his own integrity uh, because he was too much about truth. And his interest, for some reason, wasn't passed down to me, but it was passed down to my sister. So me, as I was growing up, I had really almost didn't even think about my connection with Africa. Now, at an age where I had opportunities to travel back in the continent, I was 14, I think, with my father. I went back to Senegal twice. Then I went back to Benin with my mother, and I was 18. And I remember because everything shifted after that trip. I came back, and for some reason, I spent like two months there with my sister and my mother. So I had the chance to live longer there, somewhere somewhere else than France, somewhere else than Paris. So it was a good exposure. <clears throat> and after that, I came back, and that was the time where my friends started talking to me about you wouldn't believe, like, conspiracy theory. Nothing related. But you know how it's related for me? Because when you start talking about conspiracy theory when you're young, Mm. it's about, and you dig deeper, you discover things about civilizations. And the more you dig, the more you go uh, further back in the past. And of course, you have to somehow uh, be face-to-face with the Egyptian civilization. And so that's how I started, you know, really be interested in just the history of the world, history of humanity as a whole. And progressively, like Rahimi was talking about, you know, books, exposures, you just have access to what you have access to. So basically alchemy, everything from Europe, everything from the West, maybe some Arab books, things like that. So that was part of my journey. And I didn't really know what to do in my life for a long period of time. So I tried many, many different disciplines in university. And it's only when I was 25, I decided to go back and I did study biology. <clears throat> I just decided biology because I wasn't even good at it in high school, but I just said biology means studying life. So I'm like, let's do it. Let's go back from the scratch. I know I'm good with you know science. And because I was interested in a French, uh, marine biologist he had a theory about seawater how we can help people life and health i was like okay let's go after that i had an opportunity to travel and be an exchange student in canada okay so long story short that's how i ended up in canada by being an exchange student and 
I met this man called uh, Ikeribra. It's one of our initiation brother. And when I started meeting him, that's also when I actually started myself being interested in my deeper connection with Africa. Okay. And for some reason, I decided to be interested in what I would imagine, like the magic of it. The, something about, there's something more than what the history book are telling us. And in my journey, I was already studying things like shamanism, but always it was coming from a perspective of like a, a, Aboriginal people, you know, or like South America. Like for example, the book that really also inspired me was a book of Carlos Castaneda, a series of books, like I wrote, I read all of them. Mm. And I knew that there was something very interesting about those books, but I was wondering, is there the equivalent for African people from the continent? Because I knew that alchemy is from Europe, shamanism is from like uh, Southern America. There must be something equivalent for my, the, I mean, Africa, the, the country of my mother or something like that. So I discovered, you know, the tradition of Boga, the Buiti in the Gabon next yeah. to the Cameroon. And I'm like, okay, again, this is about maybe drugs and trips in the forest, but at least there's some aspect of what they call sorcery. And that was the closest I could get. But I knew somehow by reading some kind of ancient books uh, that the African mindset was different. Like whatever was coming from the continent was different from a pure rational mindset. They had this thing where entities, they were talking about entities, they were talking about the connection with nature. It was something that you have to live it. It's not just a pure science that you have to replicate in a lab or something you can do in your own house. It's something you have to live and it's something about the individual. So that's probably why it was difficult to have access to. So I digged into that and that's when I met my friend Ikeribra. And he was the one introducing me to a friend of his who um, had connection with the Earth Center. Okay. At the time I met this guy, I had just started another initiation uh, with uh, another friend of ours. In Montreal, he was the only African man who provided such things. Uh, I think Remy knows him too. Yeah, I started that initiation. Yeah, most of us in Montreal started <laughs> that initiation. The people in our group, yeah. we started that initiation with the same guy, not at the same time. And he was the, what we call the Congo tradition with a big K. Okay. And so you tradition. And uh, he was a very nice man, but I mean, he was putting so many pieces together. For me, it was great because everything I was learning before was almost like brought in one place, but he was still very much uh, comparing modern knowledge to tradition. And it was difficult to see how he was tracing back to the history of the country oh, okay. or how he was tracing back to uh, I don't know the origins of things. And I realized in my quest that for me, I was very much into the origins of things. Really, what's the origin of a symbol, what's the origin of a culture, what's the origin of things. So, anyway, I was already in that initiation, so I didn't have any interest of starting anything with the Earth Center. I helped this guy. This guy is called um, Oliver. And Oliver is really the one who started the initiation with the Earth Center in Montreal because he's the one who actually reached out to them to say, okay, I have a group of people interested. Can you please come and visit and see if there's a a possibility for a temple to open or a center to open? 
So me, I was interested in learning how to organize lectures. That's all. I'm like, okay, we're friends, no problem. I'm going to learn how to organize lectures. But for some reason, I was like so into it. I helped. That's when I met Rahimi with bothering her at her studio. <laughs> and that's only when I met Nabaerita, uh, same people, Antini Jezirita, Antini Nikitin, and listening to them and having an interaction with them that I realized at the same time, yeah, what they say is making so much sense. And probably what I was expressing before, like you have to live it. Yeah. Initiation never crossed my mind before. I have to give it a shot. There's no other opportunities. And that's also when you realize, oh, I didn't come in Canada just for my studies. I didn't come in Canada just to continue learning biology. Because I even continued my master's degree in pharmacology, so completely different field. But I realized I, I came in Canada and I was supported by you know, the invisible, my ancestors, uh, to actually meet those wonderful people in this community, and especially the Earth Center, to be able to walk that path. Because I'm going to be honest, I was born in an era where, where this is possible. So I'm like, my parents didn't have that. Yeah. And other people still don't have that because they don't have access to those centers. So yeah, I realized that's probably what brought me here, really. Wow. I mean, it's it's funny how the both of you have realized about the timings in your life, how it's yes. come together. <laughs> that's good. My Ancestors work in mysterious ways. About timing, timing, timing. Exactly what you're saying, yeah. And yet you both were searching for something, but you didn't quite know what it was, but you've come across the Earth Centre and they were giving you the answers to questions you hadn't even asked. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. When, you, when you're, you know, you're trying to make it in society, you're trying to not be an outcast, and at the same time, you're also looking for answers that society doesn't give you. Yeah. And not to say that, there's only bad things, but like Raimi was saying, there's not a structure really in place to teach you those things. And most of it was hidden, really. When you go mm-hmm. through initiation, you have access to things that are completely hidden. Yeah. So that was that was a beautiful journey, and we're and, still on it. And, gonna be and so yeah. now, now you've now you you've made the decision. You've been looking. You found you found something. You've been in for <clears> over two years now, maybe two and a half, maybe three years actually. Um, and you and you're still in there and now you're working um, I think as teachers too and 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 helping to run those schools and temples what in Per Ankh now initiation what what answers did it bring (laughs) that that you were seeking and hadn't like got elsewhere and maybe what questions did it answer I'm ready to give you questions, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go uh, Sure. So, you know, Per Ankh for me, I, I didn't realize coming into the initiation how many things it would open up in me. Um, and, you know, before the initiation, when I used I used to talk about self-knowledge, knowledge of self, I didn't even understood what understand what I was saying at that time. Because through the initiation, I remember having... You know, you know, there was the class itself, the initiatic process, the classes, which obviously opened up a lot of information, knowledge, questions, mm-hmm. exchanges with, um, you know, my brother and sister initiates as well. But outside of that, we also had, um, you know, we were lucky to have three Hattanese really there all the time um, at our temple. What's a Hattani? 
just for the listeners? Yeah, yes, the is basically someone who is uh, ahead of you on the path, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, an initiate who's further ahead. Um, and one of our Hatanis was Naba Irita. So, you know, Naba Irita being the, the direct descendant of the Makeru, who's the founder of the Earth Center, who, you know, grew up in this tradition, right? So we had this exposure to this wealth of knowledge and experience. And for me, it was when I had my first reading with, uh, with Naba Irita. I had, it, I had started the initiation in August and I had my reading in December. And the information that came out in that reading, I still read that transcript to this day and I discover <laughs> additional levels to, yeah. to what was shared because, you know, I, I really understood my connection to my ancestors and my role in having to fix things. That, that's how I'm going to put it, like fix certain things so that life can be better for, for, or existence can be better for them. Existence can be better for me and my descendants. You know, I really understood just the, the, um, the, uh, what's the word? How everything is inter, interrelated and it's actually not separate. You know, my existence is my ancestors. I am my ancestors. Um, and understanding the importance of that and the importance of me coming to the earth center being given this privilege and responsibility and everything that that meant. Um, and then I would say, you know, right after I finished Pair Ankh, I completed Pair Ankh, I graduated, I took my first trip to Merita, and that was just, you know, it came with so many challenges, so many revelations, so, so much understanding. Um, of really how important this mission is and you know that decision that i took to enter initiation in august of 2017 i really realized you know how important that decision was in terms of being able to put me on the right path at the right time Mm. because i think right before i started initiation i was um i was in a place i think if i if i would have waited a year or two i would have i don't don't know how i would put it um i think it saved me from making a lot of uh, mistakes or bad decisions at that time Mm -hmm. with what i was faced with in my life and what was coming at me um, it saved me from a lot of that and and i'm grateful to have access to that knowledge being able to do the work you know, that I've been able to do and how that's opened up so many things. Um, Really amazing. So Rahimi and Menkashu will leave this part, but you can join us again for the second part. Um, Very interesting. We'll do part two in a minute. Um, Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye, we'll see each other soon. In part two. In part two. This is Jatepi and Bixar signing off for now, but we'll do part two.